podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast, a podcast about the fifth place Aston Villa team in England's Premier League. Just in case anybody is wondering, I have some sort of eye infection at the moment. So um, if I'm not, if I'm squinting at the screen, uh, I'm going to make all the apologies in the world for that because there's lights just beaming down on me here. So just in case anybody, just in case anybody's worried about my well-being, just like you know, in fairness, a lot of people are worried about the well-being of the Aston Villa team in the second half in that performance. Um, Aston Villa won, Fulham nil. Um, I have a few thoughts on it as well. Paddy's going to join us in a moment. As you know, Paddy was in the boozer, so he's uh, he's making his way back home and he's going to jump on uh, as soon as he gets back. But until then, it's just me and you and your wonderful comments. So get them in there. If you do like this, give it a thumbs up. If you're not a subscriber to the channel already, come on. We'd love to have you on board because... Villa are in fifth place in the Premier League. And I suppose the synopsis, what I'm going to say now for the next couple of minutes is, don't give a shite how we get there. So, um, game of two halves, Aston Villa very much so controlled the first half. Um, you know, while we controlled it, we didn't really have any cutting edge. And I think that's, you know, it's not unexpected. I'm, it's not unexpected for me. I didn't, I, I didn't expect this to be a cakewalk at all against Fulham. Um, I was wondering what Fulham were doing from a, 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 an offensive point of view in the first half. They just didn't have anything at all. Um, Omar from um, the Villa Talks podcast <laughs> messaged into a group of them and he, he asked, were, were Leicester doing some shape work? And that's what it looked like in the first half. And Villa were very comfortable. Um, I, don't, I, hadn't, I didn't look at any um, statistics during the first half or, or even during the whole game, to be honest with you. But I would go so far as to say that Aston Villa's two centre-halves had more touches and more passes of the ball than I'd nearly even go to say the whole lot of Fulham's midfield um, because we played an awful lot of the ball around in front of our our, uh, our own goals. We drew the team out and I thought we did it really well. Um, it's nerve-wracking. It's always going to be nerve-wracking until we uh, uh, until we can banish the memories of of Stevenage and of Brighton and um, and those games. But we played it out from the back very well, I thought, in the first half. Yeah, the cutting edge wasn't there. Um, in the first half, I thought McGinn was absolutely superb. I thought McGinn was superb throughout, to be honest with you. I thought he was really, really good throughout. Um, we we missed something. Buendia, I thought, in the first half was pretty good. thought he had a couple of good touches. The second half, he, he, he things didn't go his way. He started complaining to the ref. I was surprised he lasted 90 minutes, to be honest with you. Um, Ollie Watkins didn't get didn't see an awful lot of the ball. Um, I, I'll, I'll hold on to talk about the refs until Paddy comes back because, like... You know, it's it's. I know. Look, we, we can talk about human error all we want, but uh, but there's, there's just things with goal kicks and, and and stuff like that that just shouldn't be happening. But anyway, that wasn't the reason that we we didn't win the game by more, and that wasn't the reason that Leicester lost the game, um, at all. Or sorry, not Leicester. Fulham lost the game. Um, I think overall the first half, though, definitely, you know, we were really really comfortable. 
Uh, you have to remember as well, guys, we're coming off the back of a game at the weekend. Um, and that game at the weekend was tough. We really had to dig hard to get back into that game and had to get that draw, that drawing goal in, in the 87th minute. That was on Saturday, you know, we're on Tuesday now. You know, we had a trip, a way trip to Brentford, had to get back, probably had no real game planning. Minimal, I would say, minimal kind of uh, recovery time. Uh, the, the, the minimum that would have been allowed, I would imagine, um, was given. And then you go out and you put in the first half performance. The second half performance was was a lot more turgid. Uh, I think the only thing I agreed with Stephen McManaman through the whole game was at the end of the game when he was trying to pick his, his man of the match. Not his man of the match because I didn't think Douglas Louise was man of the match. But he said that it was a poor game. And I think overall it was a poor game. But look, once again, guys, I couldn't give a shiny one. I really, really couldn't because Aston Villa are in fifth place. We've six games. We've spoken about these games need to be cup games from here on in. As in, we need to win and we don't care how we win. We've six games to 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 really, really cement our place in this season. And we'll finish where, we're, where we deserve to finish based on our points total. And at this moment in time, we deserve to be in fifth place. Um, I don't buy into the whole... I, 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 I haven't looked at any of the comments, guys, as well. So sorry, apologies if anybody has put this in comments. I'm not having to go at anybody here in the live stream or anything like that. But saw a couple of things on on, on Twitter saying that... Um, and it actually, it wasn't from Villa fans. So, but once again, saying Jesus Villa are lucky to be where they are again, you know, and the XG stuff started to come up once more. Like, it doesn't really matter. It genuinely doesn't matter. You need, like, X, you need to be able to defend to win football games. You need to be able to defend. And Aston Villa defended today. You know, we defended. We kept another clean sheet. We have. We've only conceded what two goals in 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 open play in ten games. We're, we've now reached the 10 game. Is it 10 or is it nine games? It's 10 game, it's a 10 game unbeaten streak now in the Premier League. We're doing some fantastic things. We've 20 goal, we've scored in 20 consecutive games. Another fantastic record. Stretched out. We're now two, we've now scored in two two more games than the previous incumbents, Mike Walker and um and, and Carlo Ancelotti. Aston Villa are doing some really good things here. We're a system team. We're a team that are difficult to beat and God knows, God knows there's, for the last decade we've wanted to be difficult to beat. Yeah, we made it difficult on ourselves at, at times today. We didn't obviously didn't score half enough goals. I, I, I thought two goals would win this game. Delighted that one goal won this game. I predicted one nil and a, and a defensive and a defensive goal. So, you know, you get something right sometimes. But, and, and look, I, I've no problem with anybody who walks away from that game today feeling like, oh, Jesus, Villa, or Villa looked poor today. That's fine. I genuinely don't care. We've got a big, we've got a big game at the weekend. We're off, off the back of a big game, um, at the, the weekend just gone, and we still came out of this with the right result. And we now have heaped all the pressure in the world on Spurs tomorrow night against Manchester United. All the pressure in the world is on them to now regain fifth spot, and they may get a draw, and they may regain fifth spot. I would have liked this today. I thought after we scored the first goal, the way Fulham were playing, we could have gone and tacked on another one or two, and it would have looked very good from our goal difference, but. We can't, but I'm not. I'm not greedy, you know. I always expected this to be a difficult game. This was Fulham's last throw of the dice to get close to potentially, maybe like there were always dark horses to get in there, but potentially get to seventh place. But um, we went out there and we beat them one 0 and we've now ended any hope of them getting into Europe. They will now be on the beach. I hate that phrase, but you know what I mean. They're obviously going to play for pride because they're professional footballers. Some of them will probably be out of contract. Some of them will probably already been told, listen, if we can get a replacement for you next year, 
you know, you are going to, we're going to move on from you. But for me, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, and, and actually, you know, I just turned on the comments there and I'm after seeing something here and I knew I, I meant to write it down so I'd remember it, but oh, where's it gone to? Where is it gone to? Where are you going to add? Here it is. Uh, five home wins in the trots, first time since 1993 under Ron Atkinson. I cannot be disappointed with tonight's 1-0. I can't, I can't be disappointed tonight. I can't even be kind of grumbling about the performance because we're coming to the end, end, end of a busy season and uh, you're going to throw in performances like that, but the difference between Aston Villa in 2023 and Aston Aston Villa since 1993 is they haven't won those games. They've maybe drawn them one all. And yes, they had the ball in the back of the net. He was a mile and a half offside. And yes, they crossed a lot of balls, and we gave them the ball, and we did sit back, but we've done that against Leeds earlier on in the season. We did it against Spurs for the majority of the game. Yes, we won 2-0, and they papered over an awful lot of things that we did there, but what we've done is our... And, once again, that word shape work that John McGinn has used previously, it's very, very good at the moment. We're very good at getting back and defending. And, and uh, John McGinn showed it today. Douglas Louise was very good getting back to defend today. Thought he was better in defence than he was going forward. Um, Ashley Young, I think, looked a bit leggy. I probably would have taken him off 10 minutes before uh, before they did because they did try and hammer him again, uh, bringing on Tom Kearney, bringing him down that wing, putting J Dan James over there in that wing, taking him out of the central position. They brought on Vinicius, who just wanted a scrap um, for most of the time. But, like, it's difficult to turn around and, and sit here and say that was a real professional performance there. But it kind of was when you think about it. It wasn't the performance that any of us wanted to see. But I genuinely don't really care because we've come out of it with three points. We get to regroup again. And we have a very, 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 once again, the next most important game of the season is against Manchester United at the weekend. And they have Spurs to come tomorrow. You know, so we get five days. We get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four days, really, of rest. Um, and planning for Manchester United uh, between now and, and their game. They only get three. So, once again, you know, little things to be taken from that. I'm going to come to your comments because Sir Patrick is going to be joining me soon, I think. Um, ba -bum -bum -bum. Where are we? Oh, Jesus, there's a ton of them. ton of them. Thank you so much, everybody, for all your comments. Yeah, where, where, where are we? McManaman, the worst commentator ever. Ah, he's up there. He probably will be on my Mount Rushmore. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I enjoy him for some, like he's a bit partridge-esque in some of the things that he says. But uh, yeah, like he 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 goes with the flow. I think so much in the game, and 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 he's uh, yeah, I, I find him a tough listen to as well. But look, as I said, there's worse things happens at sea than than, than Steve McManaman. Um, so Himalaya says it without say Bundia, and then in capital letters to emphasize his point, sucks. Are still not. No, I don't think he sucks. I think he's a fine. I think he's a grand player. And he has bad games when the team plays poorly. And uh, I don't think anybody played more than maybe a seven today. I give a seven to Mings, seven to McGinn, seven to Kanza. I think probably everybody else was a six or below today. So yeah, yeah. Buendia is is like he's um he's uh he was completely not marked out of it today. Uh, I do agree with you on that one. Um, ba -ba -ba. Uh, 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 where are we? Let me just see here. This why I hate doing it on my own because I have to scroll down through the comments as well. Uh, uh, Ian Smith says terrible game, but three points is three points. Yeah, I, I, once again, that that has to be the 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 overarching feeling. Like you know, we are in no position to be the Glo Harlem Globetrotters every single week. 
Um, you know, we're in no position. We're still a team in transition. We're st still a team that's learning our way, even under Unai Emery. And if anything, this game should show us that we are a team that's comfortable to soak up pressure. And um, at times, you know, we will need to do that. We'll certainly need to do it at the weekend against Manchester United. And uh, I still feel that if we do go out against Manchester United and try to soak up pressure, that we could be, uh, it could be um, uh, that, that, that the team will be comfortable to do so. A dirty wind said someone there. I was scrolling down. Sorry, whoever that one was. I agree. John Steele says we gave the teams around us almost three month head start and we're still fifth. Apologies to Paddy. I couldn't make it into Flannery's tonight. I'm sure Paddy will be fine. Three points will raise all boats there, John. Don't you worry about it at all. Yeah, and Aiden Wall says poor performance on that 10 games unbeaten is remarkable. I. I agree indeed. Um lot of Buendia dislike in the comments. Um and he, like as I say, he he's he's what we have at the moment. And I definitely think that he is a I think that he is a um a viable member of this team. I, I um but like is he is he upgradable? He absolutely is. But um uh I just I, I, I'm not there yet to throw him out with the bat water for the final six games of the season because um I think that he's a I think he's a vital cog in what Uno Emery wants to do to create space. Uh, Neil, I think Stephen Warnock deserves a shout out in Co-Coms today to Villa service after the last few wet Nellies we've had in this stream. Oh, Danny, you had a different stream to us. You had a different stream to us for sure because we had Stephen McManaman, um, not Stephen Warnock. Uh, on our stream, so I'm kind of jealous of you for that point. Uh, I will say, um, uh, where else are we here coming along? Philly D says Tyro Mings top block. I think he was really, really good. I thought he was really good tonight. Um, thought he looked really assured. He carried the ball forward. Um, uh, put his put his body on the line. Um, for a couple of blocks at the end. Um, and you know, even though he doesn't have the armband. Players still look to him for guidance as a leader, you know, and 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 I thought he was really good. Kanza was really good tonight. Kanza is just Kanza is just a pure defender. Um, he's good. He's good with his feet, but he just he he comes across as a guy who loves to defend. Like you see that that bit at the end where Vinicius kind of caught him with a flailing arm, and he was going over, and he still managed to poke the ball away with his toe. And he got the free for it. You know, little things like that. I just, I'm beginning to really warm to Kanza. I was worried about him at the start of the season, but he hasn't put a foot wrong since, pretty much since Unai Emery came in. Uh, and I must say, um, you know, he's been a breath of fresh air. And that, that partnership, that partnership is really good to see. You know, they don't get cut out too often, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I turned very Welsh when I was doing my, uh, and I said, absolutely fantastic. And uh, did it. Uh, who else? Charlie Carter from from County Kilkenny. Uh, three points or three points, in my opinion, and we are fifth. Absolutely. Um, where are we? Uh, 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 where else are we? Sorry, there, guys. I just scrolled a small bit down through the comments. Oh, we've got Paddy. Paddy's back from his sejour to the public house. Paddy, how does Good it evening. feel? Good evening. You have to hold the nose there, the nosebleed from being in fifth, did you? <laughs> nice feeling, nice feeling. Look, yeah. it, it was it wasn't nice, it wasn't pretty. The, the match nah. wasn't pretty, but nah. look at look at the league table now. It, it's all uh, it's all worthwhile, and uh, yeah, look, the the all we wanted out of this game, and all it was quite obvious that all Unai Emery wanted out of this game was a win. We got the win. We're happy. 
and we're put, we're looking upwards. That's the most important thing now. We're not worrying about uh, the people around us. We just got to keep winning our own games and and winning our own battles. We've we've done that today. A, a professional performance. I see there's a guy saying that in the in the comments there. That's exactly how I look at it. Um, it's it's just one of those ones that we we won't remember, but a very important three points. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree, Paddy. A flat game, a game that whereby you know Fulham were came came in the first half with no real vigor at all. We got a goal from a corner. First of all, we scored from a corner, which is fantastic. Second of all, <laughs> great to see Tyrone Mings get that flick, and it was a beautiful header as well. Uh, it really, really was. Um, and and we got that one nil. Uh, I I thought we might get a second. Uh, I thought, but we we didn't really look like we were ever trying to get out of fifth out out of third gear. To be honest with you, and that, and that's not being cocky. Don't get me wrong. I think there may have been an element of we come out in the second half. I, I don't think we're good enough to do this yet. Uh, but come out in the second half. It was a case of come out, keep a KG for fifteen minutes. But that fifteen minutes turned into twenty minutes, turned into thirty minutes, turned into forty minutes, and only really in the last five minutes when Douglas Luiz had a snapshot go over the bar, which was a poor shot. John McGinn had a snapshot go wide. Um, Ali Watkins, previous to that, uh, got down the side of uh, Tosin, and and it was a clearly a corner kick uh, as it comes off Tosin and uh, at a rep by Arrow or whatever. I can't pronounce his name. Um, but the referee gave it as a goal kick. Uh, but yeah, look, there was no, there was no really attacking intent from either team. Like Fulham, the like the goal they had in the back of the net was he was a mile offside. Um, the only the, the best chance I thought that they had was uh, the one that flicked off Mings and Emmy Martinez just had to kind of adjust his feet at the near post yeah. and he got down to it comfortably and saved it. Um, it was just a bit nervier than I, than I think any of us wanted or expected. But Paddy, you normally do this, and I was waiting for you to come in here. But everybody, it's been a long time since we've opened the can in the podcast, and we're in fifth place, so we should be able to should be able to <laughs> to celebrate this. So, oh, that was a brutal flick. That's craft beer. So, cheers it to be everybody. Beer, is it? it didn't it give is, any yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm drinking a lovely uh, single hopped Citra IPA today from Eight Degrees Brewery, based out of the lovely um, Ballyhower Mountains on the border between Kerry uh, between Limerick and Cork. Um, lovely place to go cycling if anybody ever comes to Ireland uh, bring your bike or you can hire them there as well rates are very cheap this is not a sponsored post I'm just filling the time <laughs> as I as I uh, as I fill my can as I fill my my glass um, but yeah I won't, I, won't, I won't join you because I didn't have one in the pub either so I'm on the drive I know I know I should only for the fact I got news today that I'm off tomorrow so myself and Paddy had actually myself and Paddy were trying to do if you've ever seen the the the, the film trains planes and automobiles we were actually trying to trying to plot a path to get over to this game and I had asked for the day off work um and I didn't know that it had been approved until like about four o'clock today uh, but we were looking at ferry times. We were looking at uh, at everything to get over and to get back for work tomorrow morning. Um, so it was, uh, yeah. So we obviously kind of glad now I didn't. Hmm? <laughs> kind of glad yeah. now that I didn't. Yeah, don't yeah, get me I'm wrong. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with the win, but I'm I'm glad we didn't go planes, trains, automobiles to sit through it. Yeah, it was yeah, hard yeah, enough we... to sit through it on the TV. Mm. But look, it, it's it's three points. It's it's another step closer. It's uh, it's time to draw a line under it. Now, I did I did have the podcast on in the car, and you got it slightly wrong. You said Man United are playing tomorrow. They're not playing till Thursday, which means they've got even less co- recovery not? time. No. Holy McGoley. <laughs> That's brilliant. 
Yeah, so it, it's really going to be... Jeez, uh, be 500 people watching, Paddy. This it, is brilliant. It's going to be a huge turnaround for them to, to, to turn around after Thursday and, and a tough game, I hope, for them. So, uh, yeah. Did, did you save the referee talk for me, yeah? Uh, I did, I did, and we'll let you go loose now in a moment. I just want to say thank you so much, Matt Hanlon. Belated points for podcasters taking the win. Cheers, Mings is the bane of Fulham. Yeah, I thought Mings was really, really good tonight, as I said. I, I probably would have given him man of the match or John McGinn. I, I, I wouldn't have given it to Douglas Lewis, not because he was particularly bad or anything, just uh, just I thought yeah. the Mings, uh, Mings and McGinn were better. And Matt John Hanlon comes in me. again and asks people good. to smash the like button. So please do, <laughs> please press the like button. We've over 500 people watching. This is amazing. Thank you so much to absolutely everybody who's here. Jam, uh, Francie C, Jam again is Evan Magic up the villa. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and uh, that's, yeah, Paddy. So talk to me about the referee. You know, we, we had a bit of a chat about this referee. Referee actually went to Japan and ref three games, I think it was, in the J League during the season. Um, and he's 15 games in the championship. And this is only his sixth Premier League game. So. Talk to me, Paddy. His name is Tommy Bramall, and he's from Sheffield. So Tommy Bramall from Sheffield. Well, but I, I, I gave a little bit of a be rant nice to you as well, though. Just to be, yeah. <laughs> I gave you a little bit of a rant this afternoon because I did my research on him. That uh, it's only his sixth Premier League game today, and you know, I, I, I just think there's a total disrespect for this fixture, given the fact that 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 we were fighting for someone fighting for something today. I think we could have been given a, a better referee. I think we we Jared Gillett on VAR, had we? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was Danny Murphy when he did the penalty. <laughs> Danny Murphy? <laughs> yeah. Former Fulham player Danny Murphy. Oh, the yeah. Hates Villa. Yeah. <laughs> but look, some were very questionable decisions. That was, for me... If if that's Man United, that fella is fucking jumping up and down to give that penalty. He could he would he wouldn't wait. He'd give uh, a yellow card and all in there. It's it's absolutely outrageous. And then I, two blatant corners, and he gives them the other way. Mm. He was miles off the pace. He was miles. He was more worried about his lovely skin fade on on the side of his head than he was no, about no, refereeing that penalty. Nothing wrong with skin fades, Paddy. <laughs> nothing wrong with skin fades. Just jealous uh, that he had there. Look, he, yeah. he's a poor. He, he, it was a poor game for him. I really think it was a poor game for him. He let an awful lot of. There was one. Uh, his name escapes me. I think he was up to seven or eight fouls at one stage, and I went, "At what Carina. stage does this get a persistent yellow? A persistent booking, persistent fouling get, get a yellow?" And he did nothing. It just, it just, it just smacked of a fella that just wanted to get through that game without any problems. Yeah. Why they didn't bring him to have a look? At the penalty incident is completely beyond. I, I don't think it was a penalty. I did at the time. I thought it was. Um, look, once again, I, I, I but I, do you know what? Two things can be right at the same time. I think VAR might get that wrong. If the ref gives it, I think VAR allowed the penalty to stand. So, um, it was but, a penalty. I don't care what anyone says. That was a penalty. <laughs> when you when you look at the penalties that have been given against us since true, VAR yeah. came in, that was a stonewall penalty by by the letter of the law of what they're given against us. So, nothing got, is going to convince me that wasn't a penalty. You get, you get, to, you get to touch the ball after after Watkins does, but it's, it, no, as I say, it's minimal. But once again, as I I'm, say, if I'm only highlighting if, the, the things that he got wrong, there was, there was very yeah. little in the game for him to do. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the dirty game by any means, and it's 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 three points on the board. It was nothing got to do with the referee. Yeah. It was the, the you know the the drab affair. Had nothing got to do with the referee either. So. I thought we marshaled the game very well. I thought we, we stuck to our plan. 
we grinded out, we got the result, and all that's important is we're sitting in fifth place and we're looking at a European spot, and it has to keep yeah. going. I was a bit disappointed going, that the fan, the fans lost a bit of patience in the second half, which is totally their right to lose patience. But over the, I thought over the last few weeks they had kind of, uh, they kind of got over that, and you know they seem to be really buying into the project. But you know, we, we, he, you have to understand that these guys are going to the well here. They, they've been playing week in, week out. We haven't had the luxury of mixing it up and and uh, giving fellas rests and stuff like that. So we have to be a little bit conscious of the fact that there's a lot of tired legs out there. We're 37-year-old, actually young, playing a second game in four days. He looked tired for all 60 minutes. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough going. Even the youngsters, I thought Jacob Ramsey looked very tired. Looked tired I thought yeah. Ali Watkins looked very injured. tired at the weekend. Um, looked a bit more lively tonight. Uh, look, it's uh, it's it's three points on the board. Nothing else matters. Absolutely nothing. The referee doesn't matter. The the fans don't matter. <laughs> we we will do matter, we, but that well, but, no, their, their, their opinion now doesn't matter because it's three points on the board, and and I'm sure they'd rather three points on the board than be completely entertained for. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah, I, I just want to say I'm not as I I think this. Uh, like I said this in the Clarton Blue podcast, I think sometimes you go to a match and you're more concerned about, um, you know, the outcome of the match or you're more concerned about what's going on in the field and you get drawn into it than you are of, of, of singing songs in the stand. I think tonight was that game. There was nothing really to sing about. And I know people say the fans, the fans lift the team, but we're in such an elevated position that getting three points tonight was all that mattered. And I think a lot of people are on tender hooks with regards to that. And, I, and, and so you know what? I would, from I from would, a club point agree. of view, bear in mind the absolute yes. shock. The absolute shock I got yesterday on the price of my yeah, season. Yeah, that's ticket. another thing. Yeah, what's but this thing about with regards to those? We 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 will get to that yeah. probably later in the week when we talk. We yeah. talk about the menu. So but, there's, uh, a lot to... there's a lot of people in that stadium now wondering, uh, how, number one, how we're going to afford to to renew the season ticket, and number two, yeah. will it be worth it? So it was absolutely vital from a club point of view to get the three points today. Yes, and. Kind of settled exactly. the nerves of the people who are trying to justify spending yeah. a season point. Like for me, a season ticket which is now two hundred quid more expensive than it was two years ago, that's outrageous, outrageous. Yeah. But look, if if I, if I'm watching European football, I think I can take that and and be happy to move forward. But yeah. but it was a shock yesterday for a lot of people. It's a tenor know, game, like when you think about it. Yeah, it's we a you know, we had a lot, we had a lot of warnings over the last few days, and then for it to drop yesterday was yeah. tough going, especially after yeah. only getting a point at, so, at Brentford. You know, so anyway, three points on the board. We'll exactly. talk about that later in the week. Exactly. Yeah, that, you robbed the robbed the words on my mouth. I was going to say that's why I could empathise with maybe you know a bit of frustration in the ground slightly, yeah. or a bit of uh, a bit of quietness in the ground as well, because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on at the moment, and plus, also, I think everybody was there going, you know, we need to win this game. If we lose this game today, it would be really, like we would come to a shuddering stop. I think with our European adventure, but winning this game keeps it very much alive. We win it the weekend against Manchester United. Oh boy. Oh boy, does the does the train start to gather juice then? Because uh, you know, Spurs have um, uh, Spurs have United on Thursday, and I think they've got Liverpool on Saturday and Sunday. 
So um, yeah. our Newcastle, maybe it might be. I can't remember who it is. I think it's it, it's another team uh, in the upper echelons of the league. So hopefully uh, that uh, is, is something that plays into our favour. But once again, we need to get our own results um, for sure. Uh, somebody here, there was a comment that I had highlighted. British Mick. British Mick, who did the best ever Stephen Gerrard impersonation to appear on this podcast when we did the... the <laughs> I, might bring, I might bring back the... The voicemail phone in show because that was a bit of crack. And you know what? I don't even know why I stopped it. When I stopped it, everyone else started doing voicemail podcasts <laughs> as well. So I bring it back because British Mick, uh, seeing your face there, seeing your face there in your avatar reminds me of your unbelievable Stephen. Actually, I think I saved it. Oh no, it's probably deleted now because they delete after 90 days. I meant to download it and save it, but it was absolutely brilliant. But British Mick says then Donker is crucial in the system. He does the simple things well. And we uh, would love to see his stats. I, I don't. I, I'm taking a break from stats tonight because I think the game I'll tell, is so I'll tell you what, Neil, one, one glaring thing that hit me today. How quick was he in recovery there to get back yeah. and, and cover that and, and, and shield the ball and win the free kick? I didn't, I didn't think he had that in his legs. So, yeah. you know, credit where it's due. He looks like he sauntered around the pitch. But boy, God, when when we needed him there, he opened up his legs and got there in time. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, Aurelio Gomez, thank you so much for that chat. Aurelio Gomez, chats and snacks. I know you've changed your name. You've added, <laughs> there's an addition at the end of it. Go ahead, Aurelio. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, there was someone else. Bl- uh, Dico Blanco, shout out to the regular squad in the comments. Always spreading positive vibes. Keep up the good work, Neil, in the Padster. The Padster. The Padster. For the love of the, for the love of the Padster. Yeah. And and I want to shout out again to Jonathan Fairless as well, who um was sitting in Paddy's seats today. I hope you enjoyed the game with your boy. And we got the th- got the three points. Um uh, he has put in a a motion for our next day GM between myself and Paddy to change the, the podcast name to For the Love of Paddy uh podcast. Um uh, it's as I said, we haven't thrown it out. We it doesn't have the same ring, just, Neil. No, 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 no. We haven't thrown it out. Okay, we'll give it. We'll give it the consideration it deserves, Jonathan. We'll give it the consideration it deserves. If it's great, it's great that his, his son got his first game and yeah. saw us actually win a game. And yeah, while absolutely. you're on the subject of that, Neil, looking for someone to contact the season tickets. I, I know somebody, Neil. Just send me a DM and I look after you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colin Smith as well. Thank you so much, Colin Smith. We're going to get to all, all as wow. many comments as we possibly can. And Jonathan Fairless yeah. is in the comments. Super sticker. Oh. There you go. We were just talking about you, Jonathan. Yours must have been burning off you, but I hope you had a great uh, a great day at the game today. Um, uh, but, 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 uh, I had a question there. There's, there's so many comments. I'm not complaining about the amount of comments. I flipping love them. Um, uh, but I saw a great one there a moment ago, and I was just about to come back. Um, all right, so when I'm when I'm scrolling up through this, Paddy, uh, I was going to ask you, is this as good as it's been since under O'Neill? But you barely got over under O'Neill because you were you were bedding down the family and doing the house and all that kind of stuff where I am at the moment. Um, but I suppose, uh, is it as good as we've seen? We've seen is, is as good as it's been since O'Neill. I suppose the easy answer to that is yes. But I go one further. Is it as good as we've seen since Gregory? Is it better than O'Neill? That's that's debatable. <laughs> if he does it for three years in a row, yes. No, oh, absolutely. And all... there's, no, there's no reason why. Like, what, what everybody is overlooking here is he's done all this with Stephen Gerrard's players. It's absolutely incredible the job he's doing, with the exception of Alex Moreno, who even doesn't get to, to finish 90 minutes at this stage. It, he's done all this with Stephen Gerrard's players. The same players who we were languishing around the relegation zone when he took over. So this is probably 
the greatest turnaround I've ever seen. I, I, I yeah. Maybe, maybe the ten game winning streak in the uh, in in the championship, but completely different field being in the championship from from being in the Premier League. So this this run for me has been absolutely intoxicating. Everything about it, every little different way he's approached every different game has been amazing. It you know for for somebody who who loves tactics, it's been great to watch. Absolutely a joy to watch, and it changed it changes that little bit with every game, and not so much that we got it wrong against Brentford. Brentford was the only blip really along the way, and that was mm. because Brentford were good, and we probably didn't give them as much credit. Having listened back, listened back to the podcast, I don't think I gave them as much credit as they deserved. Mm. And uh, I was fell down a rabbit hole. So just actually on that question that you asked there. Fell down a rabbit hole last night. Not a rabbit hole. Many people want to go down, I suppose, really. And it was, <laughs> it was, it wasn't, it wasn't an Aston Villa trade. It was, um, it was a Newcastle trade, and they were they were discussing how Eddie Howe's um, turnaround of Newcastle United was immeasurably, the word immeasurably better than Unai Emery's um, turnaround of Aston Villa this year. And I don't agree. And and, and it's not because I've got claret and blue glasses on, but factually. It likely isn't going to be true. And also, there's a lot of context with it. So, Eddie Howe got 44 points from 27 games last season, which, which equated to 1.63 games per, uh, per average. A super feat. Don't get me wrong. An absolutely brilliant feat. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he win manager of the year last year? If he didn't, he probably should have. Can't remember. Unai Emery so far has gotten, uh, in, on my piece here, I said 39 points. Now he's gotten 42 points from 20 games. Which averages out. Well, sorry, I'll go back to here. When at the time of writing of my text message to you, Unai had, had gotten thirty nine points from nineteen games, which averaged out, averaged out at two point zero five. So we'll call it forty two from twenty. Averages out about two point one something uh, points per game, which is half a point more per game so far on average this season. Newcastle also finished on forty nine points in eleven place last year. Granted that they hadn't won a game before Eddie Howe came in, but they signed Trippier. They signed Bruno Gomares and they signed Chris Woods, if I'm not mistaken. I'm open to correction on those three signings, but I'm very certain they signed all those three players in January. Whereas we could finish in Europe. We've now, we're going to have more points than them. Unai is going to amass more points in a, in a shorter amount of games, and we're potentially going to finish in Europe. And Unai Emery brought in Alex Moreno, recalled Bertrand Traore from loan, and brought a 19-year-old unknown entity from the MLS. So for me, it's shaping up to be better. And th this isn't a go at Newcastle United. I probably wouldn't have even brought this up in the podcast, only for the fact that the question was asked, is this the best we've seen? It, it's the best single season we've seen since probably John Gregory, I think. Best run of games that we've seen since, since John Gregory. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that, and we'll turn out, but like basically it will turn out to be the best, best season we've seen. With 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 O'Neill, um, like we could finish, we we could finish fifth here, uh, this season. It, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but we could finish fifth, based on our starting point. I think it would be a better season. We could finish fourth. But I'm not giving up on that one yet either. On me with that one, you put the flutters <laughs> on me with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um. Yeah, so just a little bit of an interesting, and that wasn't a crack off Newcastle fans or anything like that. It just goes to show, last year we raved, and I know personally, I raved about Eddie Howe, and he was doing things that never, like that we'd never seen in the Premier League before. The turnaround is amazing. Una Emery's turnaround is equally, if not more amazing, uh, based on the context around it, um, and based on the shorter period of time. 
and and potentially, you know, we're two points behind his uh, behind the points total that Eddie Howe garnered, and we potentially could have that. Well, we will have that if we if we get two more points, we will reach that in less games, um, over the course of a season. So for me, that makes it a better season. And then, you know, I I definitely think Unai Emery has to be one hundred percent. If Arteta gets it, the second place should without a shadow of doubt be Unai Emery. And if Arteta doesn't get it, there's only one name on the list for me, and that has to be Unai Emery. It just has to be, and that's not that's not claret and blue glasses. It's just it's it's outstanding the turnaround that's happened. It's it's phenomenal, and it will we like. Like we better cherish this season. We better cherish one nil scrappy one nil wins against against Fulham because it mightn't be that way next season. You know, it might be a bit more truncated with losses in between and stuff like that. We might we might still finish very high in the league next mm. season, and I hope we do. Um, but as I say, we're on a ten, we're a ten game unbeaten run. I'd be very surprised if we go on a ten game unbeaten run next season. Uh, you know, uh, so this is a fantastic. This is a, his. This is. Um, a borderline historic period of time for Aston Villa uh, in the Premier League. Definitely within the last 10 years, anyway, it is. Uh, it's yeah. not, never been like this. And as I said, and look, to, said before, 10 games in the Premier League unbeaten is better than 10 games winning in, uh, in, in, in the championship for me. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom's comment, I'd rip your arm off for sixth. I know I joked about getting fourth. I would rip your hand off right now for seventh. That's how I feel about it. It's just... It's it's just getting giddy now that we've got we've got the points on the board. We've gone ahead of Spurs. We hopefully will catch Man United at the weekend in tired form, having played uh, extra time at the weekend, playing Thursday with two days extra rest. So I'm so looking forward to the run in now. Um, I, I I think we could afford to lose a couple of games and still get into Europe. That's that's the mad thing. But if we keep going. If we keep going, there's no reason why we can't get into Euro- Europa League and handily if, if we keep going on the run we're on. It's going to be difficult at the weekend. It's, Spurs will make it difficult for us. Wolves will make it difficult for us. Yeah. Liverpool will definitely make it difficult for us. But we could, we could be going into that last game of the season against Brighton. It's going to be an incredible day. Brighton have eight... Have... Brighton have nine games to play between now and the end of the season. So Brighton have nine games to play in five weeks. And they have a lot of tough ones. And they have a lot of tough ones. They have seven games to play in the month of May. And we're last on that list. So, you know, I know... Yeah. Um, I know a lot of, lot of midweek team. games in there as well, including midweek in that last week of the, yeah. the season as well. Yeah. So I like I'm I'm very much a a guy who prefer to have the points. Like a, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, as the saying goes. Um... So, uh, you know, from that point of view, um, a win tonight was so imperative. It was just imperative. We've now a five-point buffer on Brighton. Liverpool will probably jump us. Uh, they're playing, is it West Ham, did you say? Their goal difference, obviously, is going to jump us. We have to look at look at Tottenham. But, you know, the big thing here now is staying ahead of Brighton and maybe trying to leapfrog Tottenham. And, and who's to say we can't do that at all? Sixth, fifth, whatever. Doesn't matter. Seventh, even, as Paddy said. They're all good positions for me because they're positions we could have only dreamed of in October last season. Yeah. Um, the only person in January that was that was disappointed uh, and was talking about European football was the man here to my... but He's to my right as I'm looking to the screen. Uh, he might be to everybody else's right as you're looking at your screen as well. Um, Paddy was given out and he was spitting feathers over the fact that, uh, that we didn't uh, buy in more uh, because he felt Europe might be on the cards. Well, 
we got the signing right in Unai Emery um, so far. And, and you may still be proven right if we run out of steam, but um, this is a f- phenomenal and monumental and historic yeah. season so far for Aston Villa. This, this, this is the first time we've looked leggy and tired and running out of steam. And that, that's why I brought up the fact that he's asked these 11 players to go to the well so many times. It's, go, it, it's going to be incredibly hard to keep this going. So it's important we we, we st- as fans we stick together and and be as positive as we possibly can because there's there, can you imagine next year playing in Europe it would be incredible can you imagine the players we're going to attract to come and play with us that that's what's really making yeah. the justification for those for that two hundred quid extra on my season ticket in two years I'm okay with that if I'm looking if I'm looking at European football and I'm looking at yeah. really good players but. Who knew we were looking at really good players? They were already there. Yeah, we just. Well, I, I still I think we're a couple. I still think we're a couple short. Yeah, of course. Yeah, our bench is light. You know, it would have been. It would have been nice. To, nice to be resting guys and, and 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 letting you know people take over today. I, I I wonder is there trust issues there with some of the players, and that's why he hasn't done it. So asking Ashley Young to play three games in a week while it's really, really tough. He will be mostly up for, ne- for next weekend. I'm sure he's going to cherish that one going back to Old Trafford. So, yeah, big one ahead for him, a big one ahead for the team. I just hope they get as much rest and recovery on the next couple of days and then back into the classroom to see what the professor says about Sunday. Exactly. Stato is in there. Yeah, we mentioned earlier on that first time five in a row in Villa Park, first time since 92-93 under Ron Atkinson. Um, but also he comes in with a banger of a, of a bolt-on stat here as well, which is fantastic. It's the first time we've done so while keeping clean sheets in all of those five games. First time since 1983. Yowza. 1983. So, once again, making history here, guys. Making history. Unai, and what was that stat? Oh, you might throw it into the, into the, um, into the group again because I know you butcher it. Um, Fulham, our Villa hadn't, hadn't won a... Home midweek Premier League game since something 2020 versus Leeds or something like that. Hadn't lost that one, hadn't won one or something like that. I can't remember oh, what it is, but there was they won all their midweek games this season. Uh, at Villa Park, I think the, the thing oh, was, okay. or maybe Fulham hadn't lost away or something. I can't remember. I'm not expected to remember all this stuff. I'm an entertainer, not a, not a memorizer. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is uh, Aston Villa were winless in their last nine midweek Premier League fixtures at Villa Park, drawn five oh. and lost four. Unai Emery, what did I say to that? I said that's a party that Unai Emery would love to poop because uh, <laughs> you know. So it's it's definitely something we've broken. Oh God, I can't even remember the third jersey hoodoo broken. Manchester United hoodoo uh, again. That he that was broken, but, but he broke it again. Okay, he broke it again. Midweek hoodoo. There's been loads of them. Unai Emery just looks and he laughs in the face of danger and long may it continue. Absolutely long may it continue. Um anything else, Paddy, before we finish up. I'll tell you something. There's lights are blinding me, and I've got I've got something in my eyes. Oh, and, right. uh, I'm ready for my bed. The match yeah. nearly put me to sleep, but now now I'm buzzing <laughs> again, having spoken about it and reading the comments, and I'm I'm buzzing again. And uh yeah, look forward to the weekend. We'll we'll catch up later in the week and we'll we'll go into a bit of detail about the season tickets and we'll we'll talk about Manu. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Um we've got a couple of things coming up this week, uh, potentially time providing and uh, guest provide excuse me, guest provided as well. Um yeah, but we're gonna leave it at that tonight, guys. 
I need to turn off these lights and stop looking at screens. My eyes are going to fall out of my head. But I uh, really appreciate everybody. We over 700 people watching. I think that might be a record. Although I think we might have broke a thousand when uh, when Stephen Gerrard uh, got sacked in this corresponding <laughs> fixture last time. Uh, yeah. The last time. But thank you so much, absolutely everybody. If you could hit the thumbs up on your way out, it uh, costs you nothing to do so. And also, if you're not a subscriber, click on the subscription button. We come here. We do this every single week. We just want as many as much inter interaction, as many engagement, as much engagement as you possibly can get um, I'm just really so sorry I can't read out every single one of your comments but I do genuinely go back and read them and do you know what sometimes I rob some of your opinions for myself as well so uh, just, just being open and transparent about this but Aston Villa are in fifth place however long it will last it doesn't really it, it doesn't matter we're in fifth place tonight and it's our job to stay there by winning our games and getting our results and uh, you know if they're all 1-0 from here on to the end of the season well then I can imagine we will be very very jubilant and buoyant um, because we will be in Europe so until the weekend uh, we will be back we'll put with a, a preview show probably on Thursday night um, then we'll be back with our team sheet tantrum and our post-match on Sunday as well. And I've, I've got an inkling that I might have one or two thrown out in, in between. So if you do click the subscription button, click on the bell as well so you'll be notified of those. But in the meantime, everybody, get to bed. It's half past ten here, I'm sure. You all have worked tomorrow. I don't have worked tomorrow because I have the day <laughs> off. So uh, go in, enjoy yourselves. And uh, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.